just what is the future for the juniors game in Scotland? For so long it was the school of hard knocks and the breeding ground for some of the biggest homegrown names to play the game here. But in recent seasons there's been no shortage of upheaval. A few weeks ago in the West, all teams were leaving the juniors behind to move to a new West of Scotland league structure. But the initial proposals were thrown out by the SFA last week and they were forced to go back to the drawing board before getting the seal of approval. That comes on the back of Auchinleck Talbot being handed the title despite sitting third in their Premiership table. The new conferences below the new look Premiership have now been drawn. Got Cairn chairman Alex McDowell sat on the West Juniors management committee until the move and joins us on the show. Over in the East, they've already seen sides decamp to the SFA's structures. What about the sides left behind? Lockheed United Secretary Larry Duncan is with us too. And from the North, we have their region's acting president, DICE committee member David Caddenhead. Clubs there had voted to make their season null and void, but that decision is now being challenged. It's time for some grown-up talking about the juniors, and it's here on Down the Divisions. Well, it's been a bit of a momentous evening tonight, Paul. Uh, the conferences for the new West of Scotland League, uh, which will sit below the, the Premiership, the newly formed Premiership, have been drawn tonight. And New Mains United, there they are, sitting in Conference B. Yeah, it was uh, been an exciting night. Well, it started off an exciting night. I was, you know, a bit nervous to see who we were going to pull out the pot. Uh, we were asked to, there was a live uh, Zoom Zoom call at six o'clock, so we all tuned in, who 28 of us, and uh, they pulled three teams out of the heart, which was the new teams coming in, which was Glasgow University, St. Caddox and Drumchapel, and that was the draw ended. And uh, they were then told we'd come back in half, half an hour, so kind of put a little bit of an anticlimax on it. But then we've all then had that half hour wait of anticipation to see who we're going to get. And we are actually delighted with the, with the group we've been put in. Uh, why? Because we've got Kirluk and we've got Royal Albert, which gives us a derby. Last year we lost three teams, which was Lanark, Les Mahego and Kirluk. Got promoted out of our league and it left us with all kind of long journeys down to Ayrshire. So now we've got at least two kind of local games back which is exciting for us and for the supporters Bright new dawn you think? It is we're no daft you know we've got Gap Cairn and Greenock and Port Glasgow Canvas Lang you know all top teams but we've got a plan we now need to get the personnel in that can uh, execute that plan for us and uh, try and get as far up as that league as we can because as a, as a conference which means the following year when we go into leagues at least we want to be in at least the third third league. That's a promotion for us straight away. There has been some goodwill around, Paul. Yeah, uh, we received a great offer from Ashfield Football Club who have signed up for Donate a Ticket. Uh, as we featured on the podcast a couple of weeks ago, it's a great gesture from the guys and I uh, hope we can get some support behind us to help both clubs. That is good news. Well, it's uh, great to have you listening as ever. Alex, Larry, David, thanks for being with us. Uh, we've got a lot to get our teeth stuck into tonight. Uh, if you've got any comments, we'd love to hear from you. You can email us at downthedivisions at gmail.com. That's downthedivisions at gmail.com. Or you can contact us through Facebook, Twitter or Instagram. 
First up, as ever, though, is the Down the Divisions decider. Over to you, Paul, this week. Okay, so I'll ask uh, all four of you guys to join in as well. So I'll give you four clues. We guess the year, and then we give the answer at the end of the, the podcast. So the first clue is Prime Minister Margaret Thatcher wins her third term as Prime Minister. Wimbledon tennis winners were Martina Navratilova and Pat Cash. Auchinleck Talbot beat Kilburnie Leidside 1-0 in the Junior Scottish Cup. And we saw artists Whitney Houston have a hit with I Want to Dance with Somebody, somebody and Bon Jovi with Living on a Prayer. Name the year. We'll start with our guests. I think we'll start with David. Uh, well, yeah, I would say mm, 1992. Larry? 89. 89. Alec, you'll be a pub quizzer. <laughs> I'm going to go 1990. Could be one, but no. uh, I'll, I'll go 91. Okay, we'll come back at the end of the uh, podcast and we'll reveal the answer to that. So we're talking the juniors tonight, and we have Alex McDowell, Larry Duncan, and David Caddenhead with us. Uh, Alec, I'll come to you first. I guess, I guess first of all, for those who haven't been following this story, we should probably explain what's happened in the West in the past week with a bit of context. Uh, 67 clubs, that's all the West Juniors plus Bonnet and Thistle, Glasgow University, St. Caddox and Drumchapel United had initially voted to move en masse to a new West of Scotland league structure. That was set in Tier 6 alongside the East and South of Scotland leagues and below the Lowland League. Uh, on Episode 2 of Down the Divisions, the Lowland League's chairman, George Fraser, told us the format would be worked out thereafter. A conference system for year one seemed the likely outcome, with positions in that determining the makeup of the divisions for year two. But last week, the SFA said that wasn't workable, and now a 20-team premiership will be the way forwards with conferences below that. That has sparked some outrage from some juniors clubs who felt they moved on the back of broken promises. But as we record this on Monday evening, the draws for those conferences have just been made. Alec? You've been involved in football administration since you were 16. What are your thoughts right now? Uh, listen, it is what it is. It's, um, we need to make the, the best of this situation now. We've moved over based on everybody being equal. You know, it just appears some are more equal than others. But we're here. We need to deal with it. We need to move on. And I'm looking forward to it. Do you feel you have come across on, say, broken promises, but on, on, on parameters that have maybe, well, the goalposts have moved, haven't they? The, the goalposts have moved. Um, for me, Gart Cairn are a progressive club. And when this was first muted, you know, we had uh, we were going to put plans in motion to move over anyway. So when it, when it came across, having my Gart Cairn hat on, you know, we were looking forward to moving across, having my, my junior um, committee members hat on, you know, it was get everybody across that, you know, as Gordon Ronnie says, nobody gets left behind. And I think that was massive. Um, but one of the bigger attractions for that was that everyone was equal. You know, everyone moved across. And the impression we got was there was going to be four for the Premier, four for the Championship, four for the first, four for the second. Um, I think you would have found your your, your kind of your level and your, your winners would have probably came for the Premier League and, and each one informed the leagues of the following year. But that, that kind of got taken away. And, well, listen, it is what it is. We are where we are, so... You know, we, we've got a hard task. We've, we've heard St Caddox are, 
around our division, you know, and by all accounts they've got a fair bit of money to spend, so we'll need to go somewhere to get that one promotion spot. You having sat on the juniors committee, are you sad to see the juniors going that way, being a juniors man that way? Um, yeah, I mean, I've only been a junior guy for five years. Um, if, I, if I'm honest, you know, I, I think it certainly needed a major shake-up and, and brought in the 21st century. You know, um, a lot of good guys here, um, a lot of good junior guys here as well, you know, and, and junior football's got a certain, certain thing about it as well. But it did, it did need it to be modern, modernised. So this was coming one way or another, and I think the West of Scotland has obviously done that. Larry, does this ring any bells with you in terms of what's happened in, in the East? Yeah, well, I've been on, you know, I've been involved in this now for over two years. And I also spent four years on the Scottish Junior Management Committee. I could have stayed five years and would have been written into all the books forevermore as a life member. But I didn't go on the management committee further. I went on to try and modernise it and bring it forward. I think I've mentioned that to you in the past when we played you uh, in the Scottish last year at Peter's Hill, Alec. Yeah, I, I was frustrated with how the the juniors was, and I've been in, I've been associated in the juniors as a committee person now for 28 years. So you know, I, I had my frustrations, but first and foremost, I believe in the grade, and every club from the the strongest to the weakest have all got something to offer. And back when Reagan, who formerly headed up the uh, SFA, when he proposed the pyramid, the first place he came was to the juniors. And the juniors were very much up for it, the management committee and the clubs at the time. And this is before uh, Gart Cairn was a junior club. Yep. The only problem we had then was uh, Mr. Reagan wanted to cherry pick what he thought was the top clubs with the larger supports and shoo them into uh, the Lowland League, as it's called now. Uh, and every club to a man was against that. You know, it had to be done on merit. And there was a proposal whereby the top eight in the east and the top eight in the, the west would f- form a, a new league and from there that would progress, uh, well that would be your lowland league. The clubs in the north were looking at the time uh, it would be too much travel for them coming up and down to compete in a lowland league and it was common sense for them to feed into the highland league. That's kind of where it, the talks ended and uh, Reagan pursued other clubs who didn't exist like BSC, a boys' club, uh, and uh, Cal- Caledonian Braves, who had a French name at one time, I think. And uh, and he kind of brought them in, and that got them up and running. While we sat back, and uh, there wasn't a lot of dialogue between the two parties over the years. But he ne- he knew he needed to bring the juniors in, and the juniors weren't averse to it. It was just how it was going to get done. Now, when the breakaway came, it happened in the East, and it was Kelty Hearts who have uh, a guy who'd invested a lot of cash into them, and he was looking at ways to bring cash into the club. And the most logical one was uh, apply for to be licensed, which would allow you to play in the Scottish Senior Cup. So they did that, and at the time, Reagan moved the goalposts. And when they applied, uh, it was just after he'd moved the goalposts, whereby once they obtained the licence, they were then forced to move to the East of Scotland League. And initially they weren't, they didn't want to go, uh, they weren't happy at that, and they fought their case, but at the end of the day, they went. And when they went, I think there was a wee bit of bitterness towards them, which was probably wrong. 
So, so that's what happened. Then other clubs within our our league decided that they were going to move, and I think the majority of them was because they wanted to be based more locally. Instead of them travelling up and down to Tayside, and us travelling up and down to then, a round trip most weeks are ending between 60 and 80 miles. And for the smaller clubs, you know, financially it was a real problem for them, even for a club like mine. You know, we were spending close on £5,000 a year on, on coach travel just to play games. So, aye, it was, a, it was a costly thing. So there was two or three clubs applied and uh, and then that ended up, 20-odd clubs went and they basically had a Lothian league set up. You know, although Genefield Swifts went from Perth, they're the, the most furtherly north club, Genefield and Lunkery are now in Canoe. So, so that's, that's how it happened. As for my club... Do we want to progress? Of course we do. But east of Scotland, where everybody moved, they told us we've got to go with our north counterparts and feed into the, the Highland League because of a dividing line. Now, we're against that. It's easier for us to travel and compete in the Lowland League. Much easier. Better road structure, everything. But in the early days then, the east of Scotland and the people behind it in the Lowland League, they were obstructive towards us. There wasn't any dialogue, and that was coming from them. They just weren't interested in us. They, they had one ambition, and that was to bring the, the East Region juniors down. And they've succeeded, to be fair. Okay, We've now got you know about a dozen clubs left in West Lothian and 17 up in Tayside. So we're isolated. We don't know what's going to happen, where we're going to go. And logically, they should be looking at fitting us in as a Midland League, bringing the Perth clubs back and the five clubs and creating... A better balance, then you would have the south of Scotland, the west of Scotland, and the east of Scotland, along with the Midlands, playing two semi-finals and a finalist feeding into the Lowland League, providing all the clubs have got a license. But we're continually getting told to uh, go north and uh, get involved with our north colleagues. Now, some of the guys up there that I know, they're not keen on travelling up and down to Tayside, and I know clubs here that aren't keen to do that. Well, keen, I can do it. But, uh, but it's not just about Loch United, it's about all the clubs. And like what Alex said earlier, we don't want to leave anybody behind. So it's been badly planned. And, uh, you know, all the meetings that went on, it was a continual no, no, no. We're not interested from the other side. And I wondered about why they, why they were like that. But at the time, I didn't know. They had the power. If one association said no, then it didn't happen. We actually had a... A letter sent out to us via email from Ian Maxwell, who uh, said that we'd all be in at Tier 6 from last season, 2018-19. And, uh, and subsequently that was uh, vetoed as well, after agreement. And then Bowling League East of Scotland pulled the plug on that and objected. So that's why it didn't happen then. So the Tayside clubs, and uh, we, we're in no man's land. We just need somebody to help us. So, so that's kind of a wee bit of background. Just before I go there, on your introduction, you were talking about the 63 or the 67 clubs in the West region. They guys were dealt a, a really, really bad card because the three chaps involved uh, at the Lowland League, Mr. Fraser, Baxter and Greenhorn, they were telling those clubs right up until last Monday and Tuesday that there'll be conferences. It was them that sold the West clubs on conferences. Now, they were told by Rod Peary, the SFA, back in January, that conferences wouldn't be accepted. 
Yep. We're told that in February, and it was reiterated again in March, conferences would be accepted. Yet they continually told and informed the West Clubs its conferences. Then last week, they then put a wee statement saying that the SFA have said, sorry, conferences aren't accepted. As though it only happened last week. That's nonsense. That happened months ago. And they continually told lies all the way down the line. All the way down the line. But that's the way they've been with us. We're not interested in having dialogue with you. We don't like the juniors. We don't want the Tayside clubs in here. And that's, that's how there's bitterness. No book clubs moving on to try and get into the, the pyramid and the pathway to senior football. 99% will never get there. My club probably included because of lack of funding to compete with these clubs. But, but that's the way it's been. It's been badly managed from day one. And I wouldn't say it's all down to the juniors. I would say they've played a, a big part in that. It's been about divide and conquer with them all the way down the line. And to an extent, they've succeeded. So so that's, and that's the truth of the matter. Before we bring David in and, and talk about the, the North Division, Larry, one of the things, obviously I'm involved in the West region as well as Alec, and it's always been when we've been to West meetings, when the East has ever been brought up, it's always like, that, oh, they're kind of doing their own thing. And even when I knew you were coming on the, the podcast tonight trying to do a little bit of research of, a bit about the uh, the East League. It's very difficult to find out any information on, on what's happening. Where do you guys, when football resumes, where do you actually see yourself playing if more teams are now going to go to the East of Scotland League? Is it just going to be the kind of East-North they're going to be playing or are you going to have to combine leagues? How, how are they going to, are they going well, to try and change the structure? Well, what's, what's happening next season is there'll be the 12 clubs in the West Lothian that's still part of the, the East region. And they're set up in one league there next season. In Tayside, uh, we will have one league of 17 clubs. And uh, that was simply because last year we played in a, a league of uh, 10 clubs, uh, 27 games, although we didn't manage to play them all. And uh, the league below us uh, had eight teams in the league, which wasn't practical. And if you're going to try and make sure clubs have got a future... The leagues have got to be stronger than eight and, and potentially ten. So we decided to go with what we've got now, which is 17 clubs. So that's going to be a Tayside league, and uh, the West Lothian part of it will have 12. And that, that's the way forward for us, for the time being, for at least the next 12 months. And just before I finish, sorry there, Alec, I see you're wanting in. I think a sensible decision could have been made whereby the SFA had come out and said they're going to defer ratifying any new West of Scotland League for 12 months because of COVID. We're not able to have proper meetings. We're all trying to have meetings on Zoom, 30-odd people trying to get in and say their piece. The common sense approach would have been, let's put the fair everything for 12 months, then get together and see where we can go from there. And at that time, that would give an opportunity for the Tayside and the West Indian clubs to find out where they're going to go and the North clubs to see if they can get someone set up with the Highland League. That to me, was common sense. And if that approach had been adopted, I'm sure everybody would agree to it. And especially more so now, Alec, the, the way it was handled last week, the lies that you were told about the conferences, because that's the only way to describe it. You were told lies. These three gentlemen knew, and I've got it in black and white, they knew that uh, conferences weren't acceptable as far back as January. Larry, I, I knew that all along myself. Gordon Ronnie came back and told us countless times. Um, at a meeting in East Kilbride, I actually asked George Fraser myself, uh, Rod Petrie's telling us that there won't be conferences at Tier 6. Can you tell us if that's been the case? 
and he confirmed to me that the week conference is at tier six. Didn't he confirm that Roy Petrie says that or anything, but he confirmed that they're definitely the conferences. But listen, that, that that's been a side now because we've literally moved. We, we, we need to deal with what we've got now, so we move forward. Larry, you're, you're obviously quite a passionate guy. Um, the fact that you're talking about there's a karate side division now, this is maybe your opportunity to push that forward and get the middlings thing that you're talking about. You know, there, there's a possibility there. And, and keep fighting, mate. Keep fighting. Well, you know, coming in again, it makes sense to have four four areas playing off in a semi-final or a final, providing all clubs are licensed, rather than three in a round-robin thing. You know, yep. it's an imbalance there. But, uh, but for the powers it be. David, bringing you in, does all this act as a little bit of a, a warning? I don't know if that's the right word. I mean, there has been this talk of, of the North Juniors and the North Caledonian League feeding into the Highland League at some stage. Well, I mean, my 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 conversation here is quite short because we are very we are quite um, fresh in our talks just now. We as a region have only got two, well, one one club that would be licensed to go in, which would be Banks of D, and the rest of the clubs probably would never reach the standard of getting to license because I don't think we we'll have the appetite to do something like that. Um, we are. We've, we've always been just left out and left to sort things out ourselves. We have got no nothing out for next season or anything. As far as we are, I mean, we are so very far behind everybody else with decisions and speaking to Caledonian League and the Highland League that, that is very, it's, it's actually, we've only had about three or four meetings with them and there's nothing being put down in, in, in stone. So we are still very in early stages compared to everybody else. Alec, I'm going to bring Alec in on this one. Obviously, Tom Johnson obviously oversees the whole Junior Football Association, whether it's you know all the regions. Alec, where do you see junior football now? Obviously, we've got Larry saying you know things are getting stretched and, and divided where he is, where the guys up north in the Canaberdeen area are, are maybe in their comfort zone and, and, and don't want to, to do anything, and that's perfectly fine. Where does junior football go? Does Tom just remain in junior football just to look after a few teams, a few leagues? Listen, Tom Johnson is getting on a bit and I, I think with everybody else, you know, there, there comes a time where, you know, you move on and, and maybe allow somebody else after somebody else coming in. I'm not saying Tom's going, but I tell you what, he's taken a hell of a lot of grief for the last couple of years. You know, some it wanted, some it unwanted, but he's, he's put his head up there and he's put his head up to be shot down and he has been shot down. Um, unfortunately for me, um, and I know the guys in the North here are left to herself. I, 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 it's only the best region I sat on, but I'm a great believer that everybody should be involved. Larry's up in the East, and I, and I think um, they're, they're getting pushed out, obviously, because there is dividing line, which that, that's an SFA thing, you know. But you know what? Common sense has got to come in. You know, you, if you're bringing some clubs, you need to either bring them all or, or none at all. It, it's clear the East have went in, they've decimated the East Juniors. And if I'm honest, if I was in their position, I would have done the exact same thing. In fact, I'd have probably been more aggressive. The West, 63 clubs, it's massive that they've come out with juniors. Can a junior survive it? I really don't know. I think uh, I think junior football is definitely, definitely uh, in its final throws. There'll be a solution for the Tayside clubs, and I'm sure there'll be a solution for the clubs up north. And, uh, you know, up north, different attitude. Their ground situations are different compared to the clubs in the east and the west, and uh, it is more difficult for them up there. The Highland League's a very strong structure. There's a lot of 
clubs that have got strong finance, strong support. Uh, so it'll be more difficult for them. But at least there's a pathway for the, for the Aberdeen clubs because the Highland League's more or less on their doorstep. We're the ones in the middle where the issue is. And we've got clubs that aren't too far away from qualifying for a licence. But the licence thing, in my opinion, is a wee bit of a joke. Uh, first of all, the state you need floodlights. Fair enough, floodlights. I think you should own your own ground. Not, not even own it, lease it from your local council or whatever. But we played a, a William Hill Scottish Cup tie uh, against BSC Glasgow, who don't have a ground. And when they started off, they the, the played out at Mary Hill Juniors. And Mr Fraser uh, is the, the general manager there. And Mary Hill Juniors had to take them to the SFA to get the rent money they were due out of them. Uh, so if that means you're a senior club and a junior club had to chase you for, for rent money, there's someone no quite right there. But they don't have their own ground, and I'm not picking on BSC. They, they were good people, they were a good club. But, uh, you know, I think the first thing in license criteria should be you have your own ground. We drew with them at Lockheed, went to the replay, and we were hoping to play it midweek. And if it had been a replay midweek at Lockheed, we wouldn't have been able to do it because we didn't have floodlights and it would have went ahead the following Saturday. But BSC play at Alloa FC's ground. So we assumed that we can play it midweek, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. And uh, But they couldn't do it because they couldn't get a booking. It went ahead on the following Sunday, four o'clock, which we felt it cost us on the day. They deserved to go through, but we were we were not our strongest because we had two, three players missing because uh, they couldn't do it on a Sunday. So I think when you're looking at the criteria for ground licensing, uh, I think you should have a, a long lease on your ground where you can decide on what day the game's going to be played. Uh, know where you're attending and you're dependent on a booking. David, you say that you're quite happy with your lot up in the north. Yeah. Can you, can you maybe can you maybe expand on that a bit? Why Why is there... I guess, putting it simply, why is there no desire to go all the way? Why is there no desire to, to dream that dream and, and, and try and make it up into the SPFL divisions? I mean, the, the, as, as I said before, the, the Highland League is very well established and it takes a lot of money to run things like that. I mean, as I said, the only, I mean, are, there are very few clubs in the North region that actually have floodlights. And as I say, that 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 the banks they are very, very, very pushing for this parliament system to go together, and this this is this is what's maybe holding them back. Um, as I say, they got invited last year because COVID went up, but um, it wasn't the right time for them. But I mean, the, the Caledonian and the Highland League haven't actually come haven't come to any decision of what they can offer us to come and, and get involved. I don't know. It's, it, 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 it's it's very hard in Aberdeen to get sponsorship, and clubs are so close together as well. It's, so they're, they're all they're all fighting for money as well, and, and it's 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 not the fact that nobody's got the appetite. It's the fact that, that what, nobody's got the finance to do it. Alec, were you gonna were you gonna come in there? I just I, I've kind of got to pick it up about the the floodlights and and the license and and whatnot. This is part of the thing that I'm talking about with the juniors as well. You know, we need to be doing these kind of things to progress. You know, there must have been a time somebody says there's no need for nets or there's no need for corner flies or there's no need for this or there's no need for that. This is about improving us. This is about taking this to the next level. And, and do you know what? See, see if you're happy playing at a certain level, then then fair enough. You know, the, the boys up north, I know a lot of the, the Aberdeen 
Aberdeenshire EFA. I mean, there's 96 amateur clubs on the Saturday up there, never mind the Sunday. You know, so you guys will be competing with all the aim in that as well, you know. But I'm a, I'm a strong believer that you've got to constantly improve. And I think the licence is, is massive, you know. At the very least, even doing a wee bit every year. If it takes you 30 years to do it, then it takes you 30 years. But you've got to be striving to improve at all times. Look, Paul at New Mains, in fairness, you know, the, the, the stuff that they've done, you know, compared to what it was two years ago, you know, is night and day. And they know they've still got a long way to go. But you've got to be aiming to improve at all times. See, you're talking about licensing that, Alec. I mean, take your own club situation. I know you guys, and, and we're just paying compliments to each other here, but you Love guys you, work. <laughs> you guys work extremely hard up there. You've, you, the way you bring in money is unbelievable compared to other junior clubs. But your own situation, where you are up there, where you're at the, at the Airdrie Sports Centre and stuff like that, how do you, how do, how do clubs get around that for licences? Maybe we've got people listening to this that would actually be able to pick up on what you're saying here because they'll be looking to do that. How do you go about doing that then, Alec? How do we go about what, the licensing? The licensing, when, when you're in a situation where you guys rent the pitch, I presume, from North Lancashire Council, um, how do you, we how do you go about doing that? Is it working in partnership with them? In, in fairness, we, we, have a, we have the full academy. You know, which helps, you know, we've got 600 kids, etc. We've now got a paid ladies team um, and, and we move forward. But we're fortunate that the floodlights and that are there. We've got a right. long-term contract as such on the park. Um, so that, that kind of, I'm not saying it allows us to do whatever we want, but it certainly gives us a lot more scope. And we're not actually that far. Surprisingly, Gart Gairn isn't that far away from getting a licence. You know, we, we need to put a seat in, we need to put more toilets in. We've got a wee food cube, but we need, we need to be better than that, and the hospitality has to be better. But that's all achievable. You know, we're, we're very fortunate that the floodlights are there. There's actually a new part meant to be going down where it still goes down, I know, in this climate, I don't know. But, you know, for a club that's only five-year-old, you know, we've made massive bounds, you know. Um, I know Larry, we had to play Larry at Peter's Hill last year, which, if I'm honest, I, I wasn't too happy about it, and I had a nice wee argument with Tom Johnson on it, but I get his point, but also... You know, it's the Manchester Cup type thing. But no, the, the licensing thing, you know, it's there. It's, you know what, Paul, it's baby steps. You know, no everybody will get a license, but you've still got to be aiming to improve every year. You've got to be aiming to try and do that wee bit extra. You know, maybe add a wee bit of cover and add, you know, something like you guys have done. And I'm, I'm not just saying that to bum you up. You, you know where it was two years ago and yeah. you know what you've done, you know, so. so. So, David, if I come back to you, I know maybe kind of. Emphasising the point here, maybe a little bit. So, so for for Dice, what 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 is, is your club? What going into every season? What 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 would your ambition be then? For example, to, to strive to do as best we can within our within our own um, realistic things of within it. I mean, to be the best at the junior league. I mean, we as a club could not afford, or I mean, from one thing we would have to move our ground because our ground was high the is beside the airport, so we wouldn't be allowed floodlights. Um, and, and and I mean, we are still competing with the Highland League with our players. Um, there's there's big money there between the players and that. So we are, I mean, it, it's it's where we want to be. It's we want to strive to be as good as we can, and and in the situation we are just now. And I mean, we, we although we support the the, the club sports pyramid system as it is, it's just that. We would strive to go up, but the thing is that it's just with the clubs being within probably a mile of each other with Aberdeen and striving for sponsorship, 
while you've got another Highland League club, and now you've got Cove Rangers up there, it's actually a, a league club as well. I mean, it's just, it's, it's, it's very hard. I know, I know, and I know you would strive, but you've got to live within your means. Actually, sure. David, just picking up on that, if Banks of D, for example, did move on uh, and, yeah. and they, they decide that they, they want to progress. How would that be for the likes of Dice? Would that then make it a lot more competitive? Are they kind of running yeah. away with the league every year? Would that give you guys a real good shout? It would. It would make. It, I mean, if they weren't there, if if they went away this year, it would be very more more competitive amongst each other, and we'd be on the same sort of level of each other. I mean, it's, it's just that they are so far ahead of each other. You see them um, playing in the Scottish Cup and. Uh, they're actually involved with the they, are, they, they play in the Highland League as well in under 21s and also play in Aberdeenshire Cup and they've been in the final several times they've just missed missed out on it but I mean that, that is their that is their aim to go to support the pyramid system because that's what they've been getting working towards with the SFA and getting grants and stuff like that but as they are saying from, to produce to progress from the, the the juniors, there isn't a there isn't a step from just now. As I say, last year they got invited to Highland League, but they only got till six days before their AGM. So that was one of the reasons. So whether they would get invited again this year, whether it would be the same, I, mean, I can't speak for them. But that, that's that's what's holding them out is the fact that there's not a pyramid system within that. The only pyramid system they would get is if they took up that position in the Highland League and then went the same way as like Cove went. So that's a great in- insight for, for especially myself, I'm going to speak for myself here, because you don't see what other regions are doing. So really, if they were to move on, then it's really going to, it could actually, Gareth was touching about other clubs' ambitions, it could actually open up ambitions for other clubs to compete and go for it and yeah. actually let them go and fulfil their kind of dreams and ambitions by yeah. moving on. I mean, I, I, I think they've basically going in juniors as it is, you know, uh, and as I say, they've, they haven't got a step to take up just now because there's nothing there for them. This dividing line, we're talking about junior football. The dividing line's got a major impact on Scottish football. If you look at the five clubs in Angus, Arbroath, Forfar, Breakin, Montrose, okay? Those clubs, players and coaching staff, 99% of them are all central belt in Scotland. Very few, if any, local players with those clubs maybe get one or two guys reach those clubs at the very most breaking with club 42 sitting bottom of the league if they had finished bottom and a playoff went ahead and they lost it and they're being told they would go to the Highland League now that's only after the playoff okay so they can't discuss wages with players contracts players would be hanging off deliberately by saying well I'm not go- I'll wait and see if we get a club elsewhere more local to myself rather than go to the Highland League if you're based in Edinburgh travelling up and doing from Edinburgh to, to play in the Highland League that doesn't work plus the, the finance they would have available would drop dramatically coming out the senior game the proper senior game the, the league game uh, and then they would have to come and try and compete with clubs in the Tayside area like Rock United Tayport Broughty Athletic Carnoustie and uh, there just isn't enough quality players to go around for these clubs to try and take players away from us and guys are entrenched with us and you know by by January we've got all the players re-signed on contract extensions so any of those clubs getting relegated they're at a distinct unfair advantage because they couldn't have come and speak to our players or tap them because we've got them on extended contracts and, and 
break it, uh, Kibnusti, Broughty, Tapor, other clubs are like that. The junior clubs are organised. So, you know, what Ken Ferguson was saying that, you know, to move the dividing line up further north to Stonehaven, and these clubs would all then be part of the, the Lowland League structure. And that's the way it should be. Otherwise, they're going to they're go to the wall. If you look at the two league clubs that were uh, relegated in recent years, East Stirling and Berwick Rangers, they're not coming back to play. They're finished. You know, if Kelly, you know, if Kelly or Brewer managed to get promoted this year, then I think they're good enough to probably retain their place in the league. Yes, uh, SPFL too. And then you maybe get money coming through next year and somebody else. You, you don't know. But, you know, it's a big threat to them. And that's why the, the, the 42 clubs, they're like the, the Turkeys. They're not going to vote for Christmas. They're starting to look after themselves. And that'll be reflected into the Scottish Cup about so-called licensed clubs getting invited into that. There's no major sponsor for the William Hill Scottish Cup next season. And I think the SFA will use COVID, lack of a sponsor, to cut back on the number of teams that are allowed to enter into it. And the same way the number of licenses that's going to be available. You know, currently it's 200 licenses, but they can change that at their AGM. Uh, they could cut that back to, say, 100, and we might be at 100 now. And like what they did last year when when some of the clubs in Donald and that gained their license, then that license doesn't give them any voting powers anymore. Only if they get to the tier five, then they can then they have a vote, which is tier five is a highly league alone league. So the pyramid's unfair because the structure from the, the SPFL clubs down, they're looking over their shoulder. They've lost two clubs. And all these smaller clubs at level are going, I don't want to we don't want to be one of them. We'll go down there, we'll not come back, it'll kill us off. So, uh, you know, the, a lot of the junior, uh, a lot of really top-class junior clubs, very well run, and that includes the clubs that have left the East Region and the West Region. There's a lot of very well-run junior clubs that put these clubs in the league to shame. But uh, but it's going to be interesting because, the, you know, Scotland's not been geographically to a funny country. Once you get to Dundee, past that, it's pretty sparse, and that's why the North clubs kind of come down and compete. And it makes sense for them to feed in the Highland League. Can I ask this to all three of you? I mean, we've obviously got a representative from each of the three regions with us tonight. How much how much of this kind of cross-region talking goes on during a season? And do you think more of it over the years might have been beneficial? I'll, I'll come in here again. When, when, the, when Scottish Junior football changed and it went to the regional games, a lot of clubs were against it because of the travel. And, you know, the East Region geographically was the largest, Dunbar in the south to Montrose in the north. Big, big area. And suddenly you had clubs that were travelling back and forth over the Fort Road Bridge, which was a big expense. And initially everybody was excited playing, going to new grounds, playing new faces, meeting meeting new people, creating new friendships. And it was great. And... Uh, you know, the, the level of football, the standard was much, much more competitive all the way through. But after about five or six years, clubs from these various areas were noticing that their crowds were going back away because the fans were more interested in the local derbies. And that was kind of missing. Uh, the Super League was fine. That was always well attended. But the more you went, the more difficult it became. And, uh, and I think that had a, an effect definitely in the East Region why clubs moved because they were looking for more 
local games, less travelling, and, and they got it. They got it. The only sad thing is, not all the clubs, but some of them now obviously think that they're a cut above, that they're seniors. Well, you know, they're not really seniors in my eye. They're still the same club. They're still playing the same type of football. And, uh, you know, they're still good wee clubs, but they're in the senior football. Senior football is the 42 clubs in the SPFL. For me, you know, there, there should be plenty cross them, but I would imagine that's what the, the Scottish committee does. You know, it's a regional committee I'm on, so it's no my remit to be to be involved in that. The guys that are on the Scottish committee, I would imagine, have the cross talks. Quite how it goes, you know, it's, it's whatever, you know. But um, I, it's listen. I, I think we all realise, and I think we all recognise that, you know, the, the juniors should have allowed ourselves to have a major shake-up at least within the last five years um, and, and aim in a different direction, you know, it's no much as it might be a lot of older guys that are on committees and everything, you know it's, we do need to change, you know, a lot of, there's a lot of experience here and everything else but we need to change, we, well, we, we'd have had to change, I personally think it's finished now but it's, uh, aye. aye Aye, on you go. I'll come in here you know, talking about cross associations talking I was on the Scottish Junior Management Committee. It was the clubs who didn't want to go. Not Tom right. Johnson. Tom, you said it earlier. Tom Johnson's took a lot of abuse over the last couple yep. of years. The man doesn't deserve it. And I've crossed swords with Tom many a time. I've had my I and debates with him. Uh, you know, so I've got to defend him here. It wasn't him holding back the juniors. The clubs didn't want to go for it because of the way it was done. They wanted to move. They wanted to go in the pyramid. But because the way Reagan had set it up, and when yep. the break, as I said, explained to you at the start, when the break came with Kelly going, then it was just a matter of time because there was a lot of canvassing going on. What you've got to remember is the East of Scotland had 13 clubs, 13 clubs. The Lowland League, I think, had 12 or 14. And the juniors were the strongest. We had 164 clubs. So, and this has all came about because going back to the discussion between the East of Scotland and the East Region Juniors, they just kept saying no. The only reason the West are in there now, complete as the West as the West Region Juniors all went and won, is because Gordon Ronnie threatened legal action. The Lowland League in the East of Scotland had walked away. There was no more meetings as far as they were concerned. And Gordon threatened legal action and went to Rod Petrie. And Rod Petrie brought the Lowland League in the East of Scotland back to the table. They brought them back. Otherwise, it wouldn't have happened. What they would have then done was advertised for clubs to go and they would have cherry-picked whatever clubs went. So Gordon's done a good job in keeping the clubs together. Some of them will retain their, their Scottish junior membership. They might be able to play in the Scottish Cup, depending on fixtures. So clubs clubs love their heritage. And a lot of the guys, a lot of the clubs wanted to retain that. But the way it's been done... You know, they've been holding a, a gun to everybody's head for the last couple of years and getting away with it. And there's questions to be asked on that. Why why did that why was that allowed to happen? David, David, you must be sitting up there hearing all this politicizing that's going on further south and be quite happy with your lot and sitting there quite comfortably. Just, I mean, as I say, I mean, um, hearing hearing about the the Dundee teams joining the Heinel League is probably one of the first times I've heard it tonight about it anyway. So I mean, we are and that, that that is new to me as well. So I mean, just now it's even taken a lot of money to 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 to, to do a junior club as well. I mean, uh, and with oil industry as well, there's no sponsorship there, and we are getting a, a gate probably about maybe lucky if we get fifty forty people each week. And I mean, it's just it, it's just not 
feasible for uh, uh, us dice as a club anyway. We'll listen to whatever they've got to take, and it's up to the clubs themselves whether they want to do it or not. I mean, as far as as far as we there's been no information of how how actually a Highland League club like Turriff or something if they got relegated, where would they? Ken, I mean that's I mean if if we were playing a junior we're, we're own, I mean where would they go? They would they would have to to come down to a junior level, which we were before. But I mean there's nothing set down in stone up at the north to see if this is what's going to happen anyway. Because I say we are so early, we're early and. We haven't really been, as a, I personally think, I don't think we've we've been pushed to, to go anything like this because of the, the, I don't know whether the other clubs would want us to get involved in anything like that. I don't know. David, I think I think obviously the geography is against the Aberdeen clubs. Eh? Uh, you know, you guys are stuck up there. I, I'm probably quite unique here because my club, we've played it, we've played. Oh, the three of you. We've played New Mains, we've played Dyson and Friendly, we've been up there, and we've played Gart Cairn recently in the Scottish Cup. And the thing that all three clubs spring to mind is when you played them, friendship, camaraderie, yep. win or lose or draw, there isn't any difference. Sometimes you go away feeling a wee bit grumpy, you've, you felt you've been harshly treated that day, but I can assure you that I've been in each of those clubs and we're for a great time and... Uh, that's what junior football brought you. You know, people all yep. over the country because of the game. And it would be good if we were still intact and we were in the, the, the pyramid. Manly, you know, there's a lot of misconceptions, especially from certain certain quarters in the East of Scotland League, that, that people like myself are blazers and we're stuck in our way and we didn't want to go to the pyramid. That's not true. We wanted to be done and to be done fairly. But as you don't know, David, as you were saying, that's the first time you heard about Dundee clubs getting told to go north. That's what was being fed to us continually from the east of Scotland people and the yep. Lowland people. They don't know the geography between Dundee and Aberdeen. It's easier for us to travel through and compete in, in the Lothians than it is travelling up and down to, to the Highland League or to uh, the North Juniors. I mean, it's maybe only 70 miles between cities, but when you go to the clubs that are out with the city, 80, 90 miles, over 100 miles. So, you know, every other week you're talking about 350, 450 quid for a bus. So we bought a different, and there's a better road structure for the the lowland league for us to be competitive there. But no, it's a it's a it's a sad thing when a, an association with 130 odd years history is where it is today. And and some of you guys will, some of the guys with other clubs, the smaller clubs, in three or four years' time, you'll be wondering what all the fuss was about because nothing will have changed. Some clubs will get a license and kick on. But the majority of the clubs will be just the same, and they'll be saying, "Well, why did we leave the juniors?" I, I, Larry, I, listen, Larry, a hundred percent there. You know, people start finding their levels again, but it, it's maybe the wee impetus that, that gives some of the clubs in the West here, you know, the the opportunity to say, "You know what? We're going to try. You know, we're we're going to try and, and, and push up further than we normally are, push up further than what we've, we've resigned ourselves to be at for for years." You know, and they've got an opportunity this year, I suppose, with the conferences. And for me, that was part of the thing we always with Gart Cairn, because we, we had the hope that we were going to finish in the top four and, you know, we'd be in a premiership and, and whatever else. But I, 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 people find a level, there'll be a, a first division, second division, third division, you know, and people find a level where they go up, where they go down. But there's a, there's a wee bit of excitement here as well. You know, there's a bit of excitement to say, you know what, let's try. You know, let, let's try and, and push ourselves a wee bit further than where we've been. You know, let's try something different. And if it doesn't work, then they're not any worse off. You know, so I, you know, that's that's my kind of thing. 
Mm-hmm. We've still never got ready, Alec, because we've obviously been drawing in the same conference as you, so uh, we're hot in your tails. No, it's six points to use, ain't it? You guys just cover it in about, I mean, Aberdeen, Aberdeen clubs in the have had, had have had the opportunity before that they wanted, if they wanted to better themselves, they could do what Banksy have done and apply for the Highland League and stuff like that. That's where Turf United came, that's where Cove came to start with, and for Marting, and they, they were all fed from junior clubs, so that was the clubs that had appetite to do it. So, I mean, the, the, probably half of your Highland League clubs are actually full of junior clubs, so there, there was a passion there, and the people at that wanted to go that far, have went that far. I think the next one that needs to go there, that would like to go is Banksy, and the rest of them have got probably, not the ambition, but just are quite happy playing amongst themselves up, up by ourselves. Well, that's a good point you make there, David, because you just showed that the clubs in your league, the ones that have shown progressing, and the clubs you mentioned there have all done really well. You come further, further south, and you look at the infighting, and you look at everything that's going on, and I can only talk again for the West region, both Alec and myself are in a group chat and some of the nonsense that gets talked in that, where you just look at the, the guys that's in Aberdeen, me. and that's just you, uh, some of the guys obviously up in Aberdeen, you mentioned Turriff and teams like that, were junior, they've got that ambition and that aspiration to kick on, they've been given that pathway where other, uh, other teams are living within their means and actually it doesn't appear... <laughs> to be any infight and it doesn't appear it seems to be a real smooth transaction and maybe the other regions could take a lesson from that I think you were right what you said there eh? Aberdeen's a unique unique area because of the geography and the other clubs most mostly them all got on really really well Banks of D are, are a different kettle of fish they're unique because of the, the resource they've got they've got a great facility you know that makes money in itself their, their ground it's got a gymnasium that, that people use uh, so, aye, they're pretty a well-resourced club, and they can kick on and go to the Highland League. Well, one thing I would like to say is, eh, if you look at the old East of Scotland League with the, the original 13 teams, where are they now? It showed you how strong the juniors were. The juniors for the East that have left have came in and dominated it, and the smaller clubs that played in the lower divisions in the East region are in the Premier League now. Clubs like Crossgates, who went into a Baines for a year, they've you know, they've retained their place in the, the Premier League and good luck to them. So it showed you how strong the juniors were compared to that level of football. Uh, and as far as I'm concerned, it'll only get stronger. But it'll only get stronger based on the people that have still got the junior heritage within them. They're wanting to keep working and improving their club and carrying it on. And before they went there, the East of Scotland League wasn't like that. I, I think in the West, the, the likes of your Rocking Legs and your, your Kilwinons and your Pollocks and that, We'll go through these leagues as well, you know, and, and I can see them end up in Division 2 eventually and pushing forward. And, you know, I, I think that's great, but that's the whole point of the pyramid. That, that's what you want. You want these teams to progress. You want them to go up well, maybe make it a bit easier for the rest of you. Know, so. Well, Talbot's a unique team, aren't they? Man, we've yeah. played the last two seasons in Scottish Cup semi finals, and uh, they're a, a unique team with a unique, unique club. Unique players and a very unique manager. All credit to them. And they will. I would be surprised and shocked if they don't win that league next year and kick on into SPFL too. They're geared up for it. It's as simple as that. You know, Darville are coming in. I believe they've got a, a money man pouring money in now. I don't know a lot about them. But 
resource is important, eh? finance is important. And, uh, you know, if you've got a good, well-run club with a good structure and you've got the financial support there, then you will kick on and improve. No two ways about it. There have been a few managerial and coaching appointments this week. Kilburnie Lateside have given their manager's job to their former player, Martin Ferry. Martin recently spent 11 years at Renfrew. Darvill have appointed Willie Torrance as assistant manager to Michael Kennedy. Robert Scott has also been announced as their head coach. Fultouse have appointed Christopher Mackey as manager, plus new Bells Hill boss Derek Wilson has moved quickly to shape his squad. He's brought in Sean Watson, Peter Byrne, KP McAllister and Sean McKenna since his arrival last week. Well, we've talked about the the restructuring and the, the politics of the game right now. I guess uh, we can't not speak to you without mentioning the the thing that's gripping the world right now. And, and obviously clubs are, are just just trying to survive. Come to you first, David. How, how have Dice been kind of coping with with things within the context as well of, of what I said at the start of the, the the show that you know initially the the league was called null and void and now. That might not be the case. Yeah, I mean, it, it, you're just in limbo, actually. I mean, it, it's 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 just strange. I mean, it's not knowing when it's going to start. People start thinking it's going to start after Christmas, if anything. But I mean, it's frustrating. I mean, it's uh, we are we are still trying to keep together as a club with quiz nights and horsey nights over um, Zoom and that. I mean, it, it's just to try and keep. The, the the players together and the committee together in 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 the United stand. I mean, you obviously sit. You're the acting acting president of the North Region as well. Can can you tell yes. us? Can you tell us the state of play with with the league up there right now? And maybe go into. I know you might be restricted in terms of what you can and cannot say, to some extent. But can you tell us what the the current situation is up there? It's non and void. Um, we 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 as a, a association put out uh, options and we actually left left up to the clubs to decide how to finish their seasons and that is how we thought uh, uh, we'd have been fair enough um, but that's that's another thing I mean it's obviously that there's there's there, there's been things that they're not happy about but I mean we we gave as you say rather than because having such a small management committee we thought it was a too, too big a decision to take by ourselves and we put it out to the clubs because as I say the, the association is, is for the club, clubs to make their decision which we thought we were doing right How easy for clubs up there is it right now in terms from a financial perspective with, with no games on the horizon There are there are clubs in the Super League that, that, that it's probably been more I mean as you see your these have got no revenues coming in with our sports centre being closed. You've got sponsorship from people, but you can't sell. You cannot sell them nothing. So it, it's very hard. It might be a wee while to actually find out when the season does get going how much companies will actually come back and sponsor or something like that. It's, it's just not knowing. You've got players' contracts as well that they're not playing. You could hear player on a year contract that. None of them, the year contract runs out because it, they haven't actually played any football. So I mean, it's 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 a situation that nobody's ever been in, and it's it's a situation you've just got to to stick in and just see what happens. What about in the West, Alec? I mean, there was obviously the decision to what I can lack the the title. You know, different different leagues, different uh, regions again coming to different conclusions. Don't get that man angry. 
for me, you're a point. I come out to make the decisions. You know, and sometimes it's the hard decisions. The boys up north, you know, they've already got an appealing. You know, and that's that's them sitting, the club sitting, deciding it and coming to a nineteen thirteen vote. Can you imagine what we do with sixty three teams and you know this one's got this and this? The the big problem is is that if you go null and void. You know, if if you put it to the clubs and they went null and void, the majority of them probably would go null and void because it doesn't affect them. You know, and the ones up in the relegation point definitely go null and void because it really wouldn't affect them. So you're penalising the guys that are, that have pushed themselves and you know aiming towards winning leagues. And, and if you do that, you de- you deserve some sort of recognition. Now, is there a right way? I don't think there is, but I think the way we've done it was the fairest way. You know, in in appointing champions. Um, there's definitely no right way, but we've never been in a situation like this before. So, you know, what, whatever outcome we had, somebody had been peeved off about it or whatever, you know. So, for me, this is the fairest way. And again, as I say, it's maybe not the right way. There, there isn't a right way, but it's the fairest way. As for COVID-19, you know what, there's people dying left, right and centre. So, football mm. means nothing right at this minute. Um, right. We, all, we, all, we all want to play football. We all want to be involved in football. Um, I spoke to a few people high up in the SAFA and a couple in the, the SJFA and that as well and the, the big problem is going to be social distancing you know the problem you're going to I, 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 say to, I, I mentioned to them that right we'll only stick eight in the, the dressing room then you know and then you can put an order eight in and, and whatever else and he says aye but what happens at corners I was like, what do you mean he says everybody's grappling everybody's pulling you know everybody's together at corners it's, it's a social distancing you know so I said, well, maybe the two-meter rule, we might start playing some better football and Scottish football and improve, you know? So, <laughs> Get more um, goals. Aye, but listen, in all honesty, football means nothing now. We'll, we'll look forward to getting it back when it comes back, but it means nothing now. Larry, null and void through your, your side? Yeah, null and void because we, uh, the management committee made the decision and uh, the thought process behind it was there isn't any promotion or relegation and down in the, the West Lothian, uh, for the, the Super League, as they call it down there, there was six clubs, any one of six could have won that league, different games in hand and stuff like that, and it was the same in the division below that. While up here in the Tayside League, Carnoustie uh, had played uh, three games more than <laughs> three games more than Lockheed, and they had to play us twice. Broughty were sitting in between us, so it was Carnoustie, Broughty and Lockheed, any of the three clubs were good enough to go on and win the league. And uh, East Craigie, who uh, were a number of points clear in the division below the eight-team eight league, uh, they've lodged a, an appeal against the decision. So they've appealed it. Uh, but we have a rule in our book, that uh, Rule 79, and it tells you that you're awarded three points for a win, one point for a draw, and upon fulfilment of all fixtures, the league winners will be decided. So because of that rule and the fact that there wasn't any promotion and relegation and we'll go to two leagues, the management committee thought that the best way forward was null and void. But, you know, as Alex said, it doesn't matter which way you go, uh, you're not going to keep everybody happy. And when you look at the average points thing, if we'd have went average points, then I think you've got to include that as relegation as well because you can't be awarding a winner, you know, no no awarding somebody in a div- division below or by no promoting them or only promoting them to increase the league saying that it's unfair to relegate anybody well you've went average points 
So you're not going to make everybody happy and either way you do it. And as for COVID, well, I, I think we'll be lucky if we're playing again in 2020. I think it'll be 2021. And that might be an opportunity to have a, a go at a shortened summer league. You know, if it's going to be in January, February, well, you're as well doing your pre-season then because the weather has a big effect in Scotland. And then maybe go March to, March to November and see what works out as what they do in Southern Ireland. The summer league's been a success there. That'll maybe help bring more people out. The better weather, I don't know. So it's something to look at going forward. You know, us us juniors are stuck in more ways. We might not do it, but the progressive seniors in the west and uh, the east of Scotland alone the league might think about that. Well, I think if uh, sorry, Alec. Uh, obviously, Alec in a previous life uh, had run in a, a very successful amateur league, and I'm just going to touch on that because Alec always come up with kind of innovative ideas throughout the season of changing leagues to, to make things happen. Is there anything that you've done in the past, Alec, that you would like to see implemented into the new pyramid system? Uh, any new pyramid system? Um, Friday night football. Um, I think it could be massive. I think, you know, highlight games, advertise ourselves. You know, I think they missed a big opportunity tonight in the, the West of Scotland League with, with no doing the draw live. And I know they done it in a one two three one two three, but they had an opportunity to really promote, you know, and I was kind of disappointed in that because their social media has been really good so far. Friday night football for me is a big one. Summer football, um, as you know, Paul, the over 35s league runs from March to November. In five years, it's went from eight teams to 64. It's been massive. You, you know, there's an attraction there. There's, there's, there's ways to play it. As Larry says, you know, the, the weather in Scotland is in effect, but we could get snow in July, especially in Airdrie, sun in November, you know, so you That's just don't know where it would go. I'm a great believer that you sit and you talk absolute months and out of, out of sitting talking, out, sitting out of brainstorming, you'll come out with some, some absolute nuggets, you know, and you can take it forward. I'm a great believer that you try things, you know, because if you don't try, you stand still. You know, that that's, that for me is a big thing. Um, in my amateur league, I've tried many, many things and I've probably had about 60 or 70% success rate in them. I've tried to kind of bring some stuff into the juniors, but it's harder because you've got guys telling you they've done it for 103 years, you know, so it's hard to change people's attitudes at times, it's hard to make them look at something just that wee bit different. There was a couple of Friday night games last year, um, especially Greenock and Port Glasgow, and I, the attendance at them was unbelievable, you know, because people wanted to go and see something, they've got a Friday night, let's go and watch it. You know, two half-decent stadiums, they went down, they watched their games, and I think they get something like five, 600 at each, each game, because they both done it on the Friday night, so what a pay off for the clubs that was as well. I, I I just think stuff like that, you know, could be good. But obviously you've got your under twenties league it's going to play on a Friday as well, so that might go against it. But aye, listen, you, you try. Before we finish up, we'll clear up uh, the down the divisions decider. Uh, Paul, can you remind us of these clues again and see who's uh, if anybody's got it right? So the Prime Minister, Margaret Thatcher, wins her third term as Prime Minister. Wimbledon tennis winners were Martina Navaratilova and Pat Cash. Auchinleck Talbot beat Coburnie Ladeside 1-0 in the Junior Scottish Cup. And there was hits for Whitney Houston with I Want to Dance with Somebody and Bon Jovi Living on a Prayer. Is that off your uh, Spotify playlist? Those two at the end Well, the second one would be Gareth, so don't be cheeky. (laughs) 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 So David said 1992. Larry said 1989, Alex said 1990, 
and Gavis said 1991. I'm shocked. I'm shocked. None of you got it right. Uh-huh. 1987. 87, right? Yeah. Before my time, Paul. I, well, should, I should have put a madness one in there, Alex, a big madness right. one. Well, is that null and void? Good luck to you guys in the West uh, next season if it gets kicked off. It's just a pity we'll not see you again in the Scottish Cup, probably. But uh, hopefully, uh, hopefully, we'll we'll can, a, hopefully, uh, we'll think, it'll be there soon. I think we'll arrange a wee friendly anyway, so Aye. get something okay. going. Listen, all the best to everybody. And to be honest, I'm, I'm now it's settled now, so it's time to look forward, you know, and move forward. So he wasn't saying that at three o'clock. <laughs> I, I, I definitely wasn't saying that at three o'clock. No. <laughs> Yeah. Alec, Larry, David, thanks for joining the show tonight. We really appreciate, appreciate your time, you guys. Coming Cheers, on. All, the best, guys. all the best for your, yeah, for your seasons when they get Cheers, up and going again. Cheers, thanks, David. Cheers. See you later on. All the best, mate. Don't forget, you can get in touch with the show with comments or suggestions for people to speak to. Our email address is downthedivisions at gmail.com. That's downthedivisions at gmail.com. Or you can get in touch via Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Do leave a comment which helps others find us and subscribe to get alerts when our latest episode is released. We'll speak to you again next week on Down the Divisions.